Welcome to Disrupt Equities Apartment Investing Podcast. This podcast will offer weekly episodes equipping passive and active investors alike with the tools, knowledge, and confidence to build wealth through one of the most powerful wealth creation vehicles out there, apartments. Let's get into today's episode. We're back. We're back. We're back. A few pounds heavier from Thanksgiving. Absolutely. Absolutely. A lot more uh, turkey. We were talking about it yesterday. It didn't really feel like... A vacation. We had some good food. Yeah, it didn't feel like a vacation. That's because me and you were always working on different things, but that's I worked half half of Thanksgiving. We worked all of Friday, but I did have Saturday and Sunday off. Had my my daughter's birthday, which you came over with your daughter. Yep. So that was kind of the highlight of my weekend. You know, she really enjoyed that. So yeah, Yeah, it was was good. It was good. It's a mellow weekend, but. Yeah, it's kind of mellow. It's Monday. It's It's been busy. Busy day as usual. What are we talking about today, Ben? How, what are we talking about? How apartment syndicators make money, right? So I think that there's, and this maybe doesn't even have to apply necessarily just to apartment syndicators. I think commercial real estate, we've seen some of these fees that we're going to talk about today, some of the structures that we were going to talk about today across pretty much all commercial real estate. So, you know, we're apartment guys, so we we always kind of focus a lot more on that side of things. But, uh, you know, for people that are kind of new to the industry, what to expect, right? How do we get paid, right? How how do, you know, the uh, the LPs and the GPs, how do they structure a deal, right, where it's a win-win, right? And I always kind of tell people, regardless of the fees, whoever's on the other side of the transaction, if they think that that's a fair deal and they're willing to invest their money, then I say go for it, right? Because we know some people on the East Coast and some of the other coasts, right, that uh, might structure their deals a little bit differently than we do here in Texas. And uh, we're not here knocking on it for, for in any way, shape, or form, right? It's their LPs are totally fine with their fee structure and the way that they structure their deals. Yep, there's a million mm-hmm. ways to there's make money. To we're just going to go through maybe some of the basics. But yep. that said, Money Mondays use every Monday, 3.30 Central. Yep. Right, we're going through, you know, different presentations. Just this week, we're talking about how apartment indicators make money. At the very end, kind of the last 10 minutes, we'll do about kind of a 10-minute Q&A where people can ask any questions, you know, including our topic, including other topics. So yeah, it doesn't have to necessarily like be about Like Ben said, this. we're going to go through kind of the key things, what are the common metrics that you can expect, the norms, and then from that, maybe we'll talk about some different outliers, right, like Ben was kind of alluding to, right? In the end of the day, as a buyer, you can buy any deal that makes sense as long as your equity is okay with it. Yep. Similarly, right, you could probably charge any deals that your equity is okay with it, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, but that said, you know, some people are more investor-friendly than others. I think we're very investor-friendly. Yep. Um, but again, it's just all in the eye of the beholder, so. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that's that if you get anything, you know, if you take away anything from from this, uh, you know, this this webinar, webcast, whatever we want to call these things that we do every Our week. Our money, fantastic money Mondays. Right? Money Mondays, right? All right, um, is that you can you can structure a deal a thousand different ways, folks. So don't take how we do it or some of the examples that we're going to provide as the be-all, end-all of how you can structure a deal, right? Once again, the thing that Ferris said is if the person on the other side of that transaction is all right with it and you can be, you can create a win-win, then go for it, right? You know, so... Some of the types of fees that we that we see in multifamily, right? I'm going to start off with a couple of the the real more I, I would say customary ones. I'd say the most customary one that we see in apartment syndication yeah. is asset managements, asset management fee. Now, that's usually anywhere from one to three percent of the total income that the property had taken in the previous month, right? So, and for, what is that? And, and just to be more specific, right? We're probably going to go through these in the order of we hadn't really talked about this before the show, but probably go through them through the most common fees. Yes. Where every like every deal has an asset management. No, fee. Every you almost one. never see a deal without it, right? Yeah. Then we'll start to go into kind of less common, less common. Right? Yeah, that's I'm maybe good a good that. way to do it. So, 
So I'll, I'll, I'll use round numbers, So yeah, right? so what is the asset management fee? What, what does that role do? Because I think a lot of people ask, well, hey, what's that asset management fee? What are they doing? What does it cover? So you want to kind of go I, Yeah, I don't want to get too far in a rabbit hole because we only got 30 minutes, but an asset manager is essentially what we are, right? We are the person that is implementing that business plan, right? So we're the, the go-between between the investors and the property management company. So really what our job is, is to make sure to manage the manager, right? Make sure that property management uh, company or that construction company is essentially getting the business plan implemented and getting it done, right? And if not, we have the power to shift and pivot as needed, right? So if the property management company is not doing a good job, right, we can come down hard on them or we can fire them and we go in another direction, we get another property management company, right? If that GC isn't doing a great job, right, we pivot and we go with another GC. We have the power to, to implement that business plan and that's what the investors are giving us that power, right? You know, and for that, that's a lot of work, right? So what we do is we take what's called an asset management fee. Right, and like I said, it's usually one to three percent of the total income. So to make it easy for folks, right, if the property's taken in a hundred thousand, you have one point five percent asset management fee. We would clear fifteen hundred bucks for that property. And trust me, folks, that does not cover all of our costs, yeah, but, <laughs> but it, it defrays some of them, right? And that's the reason why we charge. But those. the high level things that asset managers do, right? Yeah. You know, it's managing the property, doing yep. distributions with the lender, paying out distributions to the investor, fielding questions, dealing with monthly monthly financials and write-ups dealing yeah. with annual no, taxes. So there's a lot that goes into that, right? And Absolutely. that's really what that asset management fee is for. No, there's a ton of stuff. Like I said, I could spend a whole 30 minutes. Yeah, and maybe we've done very, some asset management stuff. Yeah, it's one we'll, to give we'll, people the high level. Yeah, over. the high level, right, is, is like you said, right? You're managing the property management company. You're also managing whatever the lender requires, right? Yeah. You know, to do distributions or do uh, disbursements when it comes to your, your lender draws. That's a ton of paperwork, right? Yeah. They expect you to do all that stuff as well as working with your investors, fielding any questions <laughs> and doing distributions. I just said all that. You want no, to be quick trying, and now you're going again. I'm trying to <laughs> encapsulate the most important three things. And those are, that's what we're running is. out of times, but here are the 50 things that are due. No. It's only so, three, and I was trying to get the highlighted three. All right, all right. so all right, so that's asset management, right? So I I'd like say, to give Ben crap, that's really my no, role no, here. You're guys, but, my chops, man. So let's you keep know, going. So, all right, uh, so I would say the second most common one that I've seen is going to be an acquisition fee. Right? Um, I would actually say let's talk about the splits and then come back because that was splits are always there, and then acquisition fees is kind of third, but I agree. Well, I guess now that you mention it, let's go ahead and just talk about acquisition. Let's, fee. let's do a couple of the fees and then we can come back to the structures, right? Yeah, you I guess know, there's always just, a structure. I've never seen a deal with that. And if you're doing no. a deal where it's just an acquisition fee, you gotta ask yourself, is there any opportunity in that deal? Because yeah, no, that'd be as weird. a sponsor, um, right, the real opportunity is getting in the in the splits and the fees and the upside, absolutely. right? Not yeah, just it, the upfront. It, you know, it's it's all about the upside, right? Yeah. You know, I mean you should not be you should not be getting in bed and investing in deals that you know, the sponsor is only just taking a fee, right? Yeah. You gotta be a little bit leery of that. Why are they doing the deal, right? Are they just doing it just to make a little bit of quick money? You know, or is there some skin in the game down the road, right? You know, but we'll get into structures here in a minute. So acquisition fee would probably be, I'd say, the second most customary yep. one, right? I'd say, yeah, you know? it's pretty customary. And you can you can do this 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 fee a little bit differently. It just depends on the person, right? You can do it off the equity that's raised, or you can do it off the purchase price, right? And anywhere, it's usually anywhere from one to three percent. So if yep. you do a $10 million deal, it's 1%, that's $100,000. That's an acquisition fee that's paid out at closing yeah, of, the, the of the entirety of the GP, right? So as a GP, of the entirety of the GP. You know, it's, it's a way to make it attractive to bring on other partners to help with the various aspects of the deal. Well, and you gotta realize folks, you know, just to, just to find a deal, it could be three to six months worth of work. We're putting up at-risk capital. We're going through application fees. A lot of stuff can be lost. 
along the way in terms of money out of our own pocket, right? So just like any other mortgage broker or real estate broker or insurance agent or lawyer, they all get paid at closing. So, you know, that's what the acquisition fee is. You know, it's it's a way for us to continue to, you know, um, you know, keep the lights on and keep moving forward and getting and putting together great deals for our investors. So acquisition fee would be one. I would say construction management fee. Would probably be management fees another one, one, right? You yeah. know, and that's that's to manage the construction on and some of these deals. That's actually a very fair fee, to be honest. On that's deals. a lot of work too, yeah, right? I you mean, know, like I, mean, I would say between deep SMA value ads that our investors have home run on, but on our side, we've had to do 10x more work for that deal than other deals. Yeah, so. and then all we took was the asset management fee. Yeah. We didn't take, and I, I did, the, to be fair, I've done one deal that had a construction management fee, and it really wasn't even that hard of a heavy lift. Yeah. But you know, that once again can be anywhere from. I've seen it as high as five to ten percent, and as low as one percent of the rehab amount. Right. So, say it's a million dollar rehab, you're taking one percent. Right. That's ten thousand dollars. Right. And so, you know, that's probably I would say third on the list of things. Um, you know, talk to me about some other stuff. Right. You know, you've yeah, got so there's disposition fees. Disposition fee. Yep. So that's that right. one is basically where the sponsor takes a fee on the sale, which, you know. Again, it's another there's, whole. There's a different there's reason. On there's both other, side. Yeah, there's arguments on both sides. Basically, they're taking a fee on the back end, one to two percent. It's probably what I've seen customary. Yeah. Right. I've seen situations where people do a refi fee because there's a lot of work that goes into a refi. The refi, uh, I know. think, is more justified because on the disposition fee, really, where 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 we should be getting paid is what on on the the, the sale. The, the, <laughs> well, the sale that we have, right? We've yeah, got, like we've on got the fees. Equity. You mean what we're getting paid is the fees. That we had the splits. Yeah, the splits, yeah. right? The structure. That's that's really our incentive, right? Yeah. Is the so if, more, you're the, a, if, you're, if you're home running a deal, you get it on the splits, and yeah. just for the fact of selling it, mm, it's kind of different. So, point. but we'll, well, okay, we'll we're not hitting on anyone's fees. We're not hitting on anybody's fees, right? So disposition fee is you know another uh, one, right? I'd so say refinance, refinance fee. Um, what else are we missing? I've seen loan guarantor fees. Loan guarantor fees. Yeah, I've right. seen that. That's a fair one. You know. So that's probably it. Right. Yeah, see, those are probably the the most. And what's a loan guarantor, right? Let's kind of talk about that. A person that is basically, you know, in order to, to take down the debt for these deals, right? There's a lot that has to go into place, including basically people in the balance sheet and the liquidity requirements that the lender requires. So you bring in someone that help with that. There's fee, a fee associated with that. So. All right, so let's 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 dumb it down a little bit because you went really really fast with I that. I mean, it's so, basically yeah. someone that is. No, no, you got a ten million dollar loan, right? What do you need? I don't want to go into the details too far, but long story short. Like Ben was saying, $10 million loan, you need to show a combined net worth of $10 million yep. and liquidity of you know 25 to 30%, right? Yep. Kind of different, different 10, to, 10 to 30%, different loans, different lenders do different things. And so, you know, with that said, a lot of times sponsors will just take care of that, but some people have a separate fee because it is a, you know, you we do have to bring in someone. If we're doing a big loan, we bring someone else in, right? Yeah, yeah. They, as they much get as we love to, love to so. say that we're worth $20, 30000000 million, we're nowhere close. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes you have people that are worth that, and we do know a lot of people that are worth that much, yeah. right? And so. and some of those folks to incentivize them because there is a level of risk, even though it's a non-recourse loan for the most part, right? There is a level of risk. They say, well, I'm going to charge 1% of the loan amount or yeah. whatever it might be, right? And it's usually, once again, most of these fees is 1% to 3%, folks. It's just, what are you charging the 1% to 3% on? This would be on the loan amount. Yeah. So those are probably the most so, customary fees that we see. Absolutely. So, you know, 
you know, and so yeah, let, let's, so before we keep going, right, Monday, Mondays, we do this every Monday, 3.30 Central. So, you know, basically for those of you tuning in for the first time, basically we'll spend about 20 minutes going over different topics. Today's topic is about how farmers indicators make money, yep. but we're welcome to go over any topic people want. So if you have ideas, suggestions for future episodes, let us know. And then we'll spend the last 10 minutes on Q&A. So and that's just, kind of, just to point out, right, we always talk about apartments because we're apartment guys, but we've seen these on commercial real estate across the board too. So these fees are, are, are pretty standard in our industry. It's just, you know, how do you, which ones do you throw into the mix, right? Yeah, so, so let wait, before you keep going. Uh, ben uh, always wants to keep talking. Uh, so let's just talk, let's try, uh, look at the comments that we've gotten. So right, chat says, happy Thanksgiving, you guys. I was out of town. Hey, hey chat. Hope all is well. Yep, doing um, good. Jefferson says, uh, how was your Thanksgiving, Ben and Ferris? Belated happy Thanksgiving. Th- happy Thanksgiving you. to you too as well. Thank you. Savion says, what's going on, guys? Can you explain how PREF works in the deal? My understanding, the 80-20, 70-30 split doesn't take place until the PREF is met. Maybe really high level, uh, or actually, yeah, it's fine. Let's go ahead and answer it really quickly. So yeah, it gets into we'll, structure, actually, right? We'll talk about it here in a second because yeah, we're about to go over the splits. Yeah, we'll yeah. add it into the splits in a second. Yeah, so. split structure of how do you structure a deal? Re- really, yeah. there's two different things, right? There's fees, and then how do you structure the the split of the deal, right, between you and your investors? And we'll get yeah. into the prep. So Iggy says hi. How's it going, Iggy? Yeah, Iggy. Mr. Alex Kogan, I'm your man. I can help on the KP. Absolutely. See. see? Um, Iggy says hi, chat, and then yeah, so okay, we're good to go. So let's keep going. So, all right, cool, cool, cool. We're moving fast. So, why will fees vary between offerings, man? You know, what I mean, we, we've seen we've seen fees all over the map, yeah. right? You know, I mean, why have you typically seen them different? Did you want to talk about splits and then come back to that? Maybe you just want to move on. Well, from because the, fees, the splits don't are tied you? to that, so it's really the fees right, so and the splits. All right, so let's they talk all about change structure. depending on the sponsor. Their experience, right? If someone is brand new, they are probably going to give up more of the deal yep. to show people, look, I'm not motivated to make money right now. I'm here to just make, you learn, know, learn, get educated. You know. If you're taking a bet on me, understand that, right? Yep. Versus someone very experienced, long track record, reputation, they might take more, right? Yep. And it's also kind of partially about how much meat is on the deal as well. I right? would say that's, that's And a big so part if there's a deal that's just, you know, let's say I'm buying the deal across the street for a dollar. Guess what? I'm going to take significant fees on that deal. If I yeah, because to. everybody's, even even if you did a 90-10 in your favor, yeah. they're still going to make a ton of money, mm-hmm. right? You know, so yeah, I totally The real question is, why do I need a syndicated dollar? But that's a different question. That's, that <laughs> might be a problem. Uh, um, and so, <laughs> I you got know, 99 cents, brother. You got the other penny? Yeah. All right, cool, cool. All right, so let's talk about structure because that is important, right? Yeah. There's two, once again, folks, there's two different ways. And this is probably the, the biggest way good sponsors make money, right? Yes, Which is this on is how the you upside. should be making your money. So what does it mean, right? Most deals have a split with their investors, right? To keep it simple, right, what it really means is let's say we're doing a deal with a 70-30 split, right? That basically means that after you sell the deal, you give investors back their money, Yep. then you as a sponsor are splitting the remaining profits Right, meaning after you gave them back their initial investment money, right? Yes. Yep. 70-30. 70% to the investors, 30% to the sponsors. It could also be 30-70, right? Yep. And it could be 60-40. So there's a lot of ways to structure that. But essentially, you're splitting how much the profits on the upside is. Yep. Now, a couple of th- caveats. That A, that's assuming there's no pref. I'm about to go into pref here yeah, in a second, talking right? About pref here. But then B, you know, we're talking about a flat, simple split. But there's also what's called the waterfall. Right, Ooh, yeah, waterfalls. Yeah. You add another layer, so you're saying, "Look, I'm going to give you seventy percent until you make X amount of money, yep. and then after that, I'm going to take fifty percent." Right, so just be aware that's what a waterfall is, and that's what you know splits are, yep. and those are the most common way sponsors make money. 
right? I mean, the biggest amount of money that you make is on the splits if you do well on your deals, right? So we've had deals that home run that I wish we had a waterfall because we, you know, we did too well on those deals. But that's really it. And maybe to kind of go over the normal, like what's what would you say is normal splits kind of you know, right mean, now? Give a little bit of a range, right? We, that yeah, we've seen anywhere deals. from 80 20 to 70 30. That's probably where you're going to see 20. The range. Oh, no, we've seen a 50 50, 60 well, 40. No, 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 I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. You mean We're, the I'm most common? To, I'm going to the oh. outliers here in a minute, right? Okay. I'd say most common, right, is 80-20 to 70-30 in favor of the investors, right? You know, so 20 to 30% would go to the GP, the syndicators, the managers on the deal, which would be me and Ferris in this case, right? And the rest going to our investors. But you pointed out a good thing, right? You, you got you to gotta realize, folks, this is, they're getting their money back first, right? And all loans, everything is paid back at closing, then the net proceeds after that is then split, right? So, you know, really it's it, it's pretty good for the investor side because now they're going to have, all their money has been paid back. Now they're getting 70% or 80% of the deal, yep. right? You know, and once again, we are we have completely passive investors. All they got to do is fill out four pieces of paper and wire in some money and that's all, they're, that's all they're expected to do. So it's pretty good on their part. Yeah, so now let's keep going though. So now if it had a preferred return though, yep. right? Let's talk about that. Now what that means is it adds another layer of complexity, right? Yes. What a preferred return says is that, hey, Mr. Investor, you will get an 8% annualized return on your money if I had an eight pref, right? Yep. So 8% annualized return on your money before splits take into effect. Yep. Meaning, you know, on the sale, let's say, what does a sale look like? Let's say if we had a deal and I didn't distribute anything, mm-hmm. we sold the deal. I first give the investors back their investment. Yep. Then I give them 8% return on their money annualized. Yep. So whatever is calculation is owed. Then whatever money is left over, that is considered the profit, the upside. Yep. And then you're splitting that 70, 30, 60, 40, whatever. So why a pref, right? A couple things. It, for an investor, it helps them get almost the closest you can get to a, a guarantee. Right? You're Don't getting say the G Yeah, word. that's what Don't as close say as you can get. You get basically an 8% return on you know on your money before the sponsor gets a yeah. dollar. So as a sponsor, it's really meant to show the investor, look, I'm very motivated to get above that eight because that's whenever I make money. Yes, yes. Right, that's the thing. And then as a sponsor, it's attractive because again, you show your investors that. And because you're giving them that kind of bottom line, mm-hmm. right, arguably gives you a chance to take more of the upside. Right, that's yeah. kind of how I look at it. Too. That's kind of how that's how you should look at it, right? You know, so you'll see instead of a ninety ten or an eighty twenty, right? You're going to see usually like a seventy thirty with an eight yeah. percent preferred return, right? Because the the investor themselves are getting their money back plus eight percent every year, right? Mm-hmm. That's better than the stock market, right? And so you know, and then on top of that, they get all the the benefits of just investing in commercial real estate. So and for that, the sponsor usually will take a little bit more of the you know the net proceeds is what I like to say. Yeah, now if you're an investor, the other thing to keep in mind, right, is that there are things such as catch-ups and clawbacks. Go look those up yourself. Those get really complicated, right? (laughs) But, you know, long story short, it might mean that after the investors get eight, then the sponsor gets 8% to catch up, and then it's split after that. So anyways... I'm not going to go into that, no, but just know that those are terms that you should look in your PPM and make sure. And you're usually going to have that on more sophisticated operators, right? Maybe, you know, private equity. Some of these guys that are a little bit more, you know, been in the business for a long time, they're going to they're gonna try to get real crazy with how they structure deals, right? But as long as you're going over it with your financial advisor and with your lawyer and maybe you're even your CPA, they'll explain all those concepts to you. So you just need to understand what you're getting yourself into, right? Because what one guy or gal might think is a great deal, the other person might not. So you just need to make sure that this kind of aligns with your risk tolerance and where you want to invest in, right? So, you know, I would say the other question that we kind of got in, fees you should look for, look out for, or, you know, maybe that are considered maybe not as customary. You know, once again, we went from most customary to least customary. I wouldn't say that any one of those, if I saw that on a deal, I'd be like, oh, no way. 
but we've seen a couple where you've seen all of them. Yeah, <laughs> but like yeah, but what, which which is a fee that you think is not really customary? Uh, you know, I'd I would say, say I would say a loan a, loan guarantor fee is less common. Is less common, right? Um, I would say refinance f- and disposition are probably the three least. What common. about which ones have we not talked about? I'm talking about like a broker fee. That was the one that came to my mind, right? Well, yeah, but Buying. remember, you know the deal I'm talking about. We saw all those on one deal, yeah. right? You know, where somebody had an in-house broker, and we were also paying his fee on top of an acquisition fee on top of all the other fees. And then we were it was finally fees all the way down. It was literally <laughs> like six different fees, and I was just like, "No way, anybody makes any money on this, right?" And so, you know, I wouldn't say if I saw one or two of those on any deal, that would be a red flag. It's more so if somebody's doing all those in one deal. Uh, either they got a smoking hot deal, and maybe they did. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna rule that out. But more likely, they're either way, way got a great track record and a great resume, and maybe they can back that up with, you know, hey, even with this, I've made all this money for everybody, or they're just being greedy, right? So you know, there's a time and a place for each fee, and I don't think it's on every single deal you need to charge every single fee, right? You know, that's but that's our own personal opinion. We're not gonna we're not gonna poo-poo on everybody else's way that they do deals. Yep. But um, so we talked about the structure, talked about the fees. And like we want, one thing that we want to take away from, from this 30-minute web, webinar here or webcast is that you can structure your deal any way, shape, or form, and there's not, a, there's not a right or a wrong way to do it, folks. So, you know, and we love, we love everybody to comment. Like, what's, the, what's their yeah. preferred structure, right? You know, tell us what you think it is. Because we're just shooting from what we've seen in Texas for the most part, but then we've, we're part of a couple masterminds, and we know people, you know, outside of our kind of Texas bubble yeah, and so, they structure it way and, differently, And if people right? have questions about other fees, let us know, right? We're happy to go through The them, one so. thing that I'll point out, right, we've seen people where they've almost structured it like debt, right? You know, where they have no upside or no equity, you know, um, in the deal. And they're essentially just, you know, they get an 8% preferred, you know, um, return on, it's almost like debt. They have, they don't get any of the upside. And we've seen it structured 50-50 and 60-40 in favor of the, of the sponsor and every which way, shape, or form after that. So, um, but yeah, no, let us know, ask questions. That's what this is all about. We're just all learning together. Yep. Yeah, so with that said, you know, if anyone has any questions, comments, go ahead and leave them. We'll go ahead and answer them live. Um, going through a few more comments. Ronnie says, what's up, guys? No plot today. No plot today. <laughs> hey, we're, we're, Instead, we wore our semi-professional up. dress shirts, you know. Yeah, I'm trying to. Wore trying the, to. I wore the, we wore the district equity colors. Ben wore the dark blue. I wore the, the bright I always use, I'm usually going to have blue on. Most of the time, that's usually or, or like a gray or, or a black. All right. Savion says, good stuff. Keep staying consistent. See you guys next Monday. You too, Thanks, Savion. Thank you. you're, you're consistent as well, my friend. So thank you. Oh, we appreciate that, man. All right. If anyone has any more comments, questions, go ahead and leave them. Otherwise, let's just keep rolling. So, what else we got? What else man? we have to talk about, right? Open Q and A. Oh, right. Oh, so, oh, what do we have coming up? So, oh, you know, in, in what two months? A little over two months. Yeah, a little bit of more. February twenty seventh, twenty twenty one. Right. We are going to have our next multifamily investor network conference. We're really excited about it. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna bite the bullet. We're gonna do it right. COVID safe. But we're going to get back to doing some networking, and we're going to do it right here in Houston, Texas. Yes. And so what did we – our last one was in Houston. We had to cancel the other two due to COVID. Yep, yep. But we will do it again in February, right? Everybody get your vaccine shots beforehand. We'll be be spaced out. They'll be cleaning and stuff as well. Yeah, we got masks and stuff. We're going to do it right, you know. But, you know, I mean, in our business, folks, it's all about networking. It's a relationship business. 
you know, we'll still do our, you know, our monthly webinars and all that stuff too. And we'll still continue to do Money Mondays. But, you know, we really wanted to kind of get back to throwing on this conference because we love it. We yeah, get, the conference is fun. It's just a chance we to network. A lot. We lose money on every one of these stupid yeah, things, no, but not, it's a lot of fun. And it's putting together people in a good environment to learn, educate, network, and you know that's where you that's how you grow in this business. We like we to had say the, we it's had the mayor all about Houston. your network. So. We had the mayor of Houston last time. I always like to point that out. Yeah, we, we were really, really lucky to have Sylvester Turner. Yeah, we we're going to try you know. for that again this time. We're shooting for the stars. We're going to see if he's available. Um, obviously, a lot of things have changed. Iggy, I expect to see you there this time. All right, you yeah. got to plan it. We're giving you the date in advance. I see your comment. Nice, Kathy. Hey, again, sure appreciate these. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah, and you know it's uh, yeah, so it's, you know, so, let's, so let's, it's the cheapest uh, tickets ever, right? Absolutely, and Shannon, so if, we can, if, we our, can, yeah, uh, if we can go ahead and push it over to the next slide here, there we go. Now, what are you doing, oh, man? You mean next slide? This slide, man. There Come you go. on, you said we next slide. I know, you but we didn't, have, we, didn't, we didn't have it on. We didn't have yeah, it on. Got, you know, Ben's terminology. S and slide, both screen and slide start with the same letter. So I'll, I'll, I know we're. I get give you the benefit of that out there. I get confused easily. So no, this early bird special. This is the best pricing we're going to give, folks. You know, so check out mfinvestornetwork.com. mfinvestornetwork.com. Mf yeah. um, and check it out. We're, you got $100 off there, and that's uh, that goes through December 4th. So check us out. We're going to have a ton of speakers, ton of opportunities to network. Once again, we'll have some cool keynote speakers that are going to probably yeah. talk about all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, so check yeah. it out. So let's get back. So if anyone has any more yep. comments, questions, chime in. I know Iggy has a good question. For a heavier lift or shorter hold, would you charge a higher asset management fee? Not usually the asset management fee, right? That's kind of a fixed, right? You don't really see that one change. If I was doing a heavy, let's say I'm doing a deep value add, right? I would, you know, you're going to make your money on the splits. Well, construction management for sure, but just take higher splits. If it's a deal you're having to do a ton of work on, yeah. right, you got to be compensated. I mean, you really look at it from my perspective. If I could spend, I'm just making up numbers, right? If I spent 20 hours a month on one deal yep. and the other deal took me 90 hours a month and they both netted me the same, well, clearly it doesn't make sense. I'm going to be no. more motivated to just, you know, not do a 90 hour a week, a 90 hour a month deal and just keep doing deals that are 20. And I feel like we've done but a couple of those make, 90 Oh yeah, hours. we've done a couple of those 90. Our investors <laughs> love it, right? But, you know, again, it doesn't make sense versus being That's compensated true. appropriately for the heavier lift and, but it needs to make sense too for your investors, right? Yeah. From their perspective, if they can invest in both of them, and you know you're you're they're making the same. Why would they go on the riskier deal? So it needs to make sense. But usually you're not doing it on the asset management finger. You're doing better splits, right? Maybe a disposition. So you know waterfall, right? There's other things that you would do to to kind of help move it in your favor, right? Where your yeah. investors are protected, and then you're also protected. I always say it's opportunity cost, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, if I can make just as much money doing an easier deal, why wouldn't I do that, right? You know, versus spending a ton more time to make the same amount of money. So we look at that same thing, you know, we'll, we'll still do those heavy lift deals, but I think we'd structure them a little bit differently, you know, but we're opportunistic and ultimately everybody knows we're still looking for a deal. So, you know, throw us a deal. We'll look at them, even if they're a little hairy. We've done deals that have down units and, you know, we've done lease ups yeah. and everything ben else. Ben lost his hair so he All can do your hairy deals. because of those deals. So if you have hairy deals, let so, us know. So, you know, I still got to pay for the hair transplant. So, you know, we might have to have a little bit better split on that deal, but, you know. No, I'm just joking. So yeah, that you brought up a good point, right? You know, it's all it's all driven by opportunity cost. Yep. So all right, what else we got, man? Any more comments, questions? Iggy says thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, thanks, again, buddy. you gloss over what I said, Iggy. February, I expect to see you February 27th. Let's <laughs> <laughs> come out here. You know, we'll, we'll, where's we'll, he at? Is he on the West Coast? East Coast. So He's you know, we'll, we'll, let, okay. we'll, let, we'll let you work on Ben's teeth, right? Hey, he's dead. Nah, he's a little bit of work. You know, it's been a while. He probably cringes at us drinking these coffees every time we're on the show. Every single time. This is a prop. There's actually yeah. not any coffee in these. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just checking. There totally is. <laughs> yeah. 
All righty. So if anyone has any more comments, questions, please go ahead and chime in. Otherwise, I'm let's thinking, go you know, ahead. The, yeah, there's a lot of fees. I, I think he you said know, too funny. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> no, I'm surprised that more people don't want to talk about this, right? Because this is this is how we get paid, mm-hmm. right? You know, and that's how if you're wanting to put your own. It's kind of under the rug, honestly. Like sometimes, like, no, we're going to put it out there, right? Like, will, like They're quickly just, rush over that information. No, every single time, every webinar, what's the question that we get? Uh, acquisition, you know, uh, how much is your acquisition fee? How much is the asset management fee? They never ask about the deal or the area. No. <laughs> so, as an as a syndicator, you're going to have to be prepared, right? And justify. Don't 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 shy away from it. Own it, right? You know, we put a lot of work and sweat and blood and tears into finding these deals and then operating them, right? There's a ton of risk that we put up ahead of time. So, you know, these are customary in the industry, right? So, don't be shy about taking them when justified, right? Don't be greedy at the same time. It's a fine line, right? Uh, but I'll just leave you with that. Yep. So with All that right. said, let's go ahead and wrap it up here. If anyone has any more comments, questions. Well, what are we talking about next week, man? Next hold on, hold week, on, hold on, hold on. we are talking about what are the risks of investing in real estate syndication? Well, we just talked about that, right? You know, there is definitely some, there is some risks, right? You know, and that's, that's why you structure deals differently too. So we'll kind of, we'll tie the two together. I think that's actually a good segue. You know, because that's why you might have a higher fee or a, a different structure, depending on the risks of the deal, right? But we'll also look at it from the LP side, which we are as well, right? An investor, and you know, how do you how do you size up risk? You know, deal to deal. Absolutely. Right? So cool. I'm excited about that one. Awesome. Right. With that said, oh wait, we got a question. Oh, oh. Can you do a session on how to split the GP portion between the GP partners? Yes. Yes. Yeah, we can. that's actually probably a good one, right? How, yeah. yeah, that's a good one. We'll do that. No, no. Thank yeah. you, Kathy. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good idea. Just kind of different ways we've seen the GP get sliced and diced. Yeah. Everybody has to have a role. You can't just, you know, it can't be all about equity raise. Yep. You know, it has to be, you know, some substantial, you know, effort into it. So we can kind of talk about the legal ways to structure a GP um, as well. Yeah, I think that's a good, that's a good point. Yeah. All right. Well, then cool. with that said, let's go ahead and call it a wrap. So going once, going twice. Money Mondays every Monday, 3.30 Central. Right. We will see you guys again next week. We hope you enjoyed today's episode on Disrupt Equities Apartment Investing Podcast. We have some really great episodes coming up, so make sure to subscribe to the podcast. For those interested in passively investing in cash-flowing multifamily properties, visit disruptequity.com invest. Fill out your information there, and you will get notified when we release our next multifamily passive investment offering.